When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are diving into breakups, divorce, and dating after all of these things. And also, we are talking about being a single parent and dating. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts here along with Marty Kinras, best-selling author of Get Insider. Check out her stuff at winggirlmethod.com. We have a very lovely voice of man today on our show, Dave Hines. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I, we got to do stuff together without seeing each other. Right. Which is kind of sometimes oh, yeah, more pleasant. Oh, met. I forgot yeah, about I that. Yeah, I was on the phone. Yeah. So it's nice to finally meet you. It is nice to see you in person. Yeah. This is it's, more fun. Yeah, is she phone, everything you pictured? Worse. Yes, you're even better. <laughs> oh, you amazing! Really I really like to keep the standards low, so then I can always go above and through the roof. Right? That's yeah. A, a story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did Dave's show. So what's mm-hmm. what is your show called? The Dave Hines Show. The Dave, that's an easy it's, yeah, thing to we, remember. We kept it simple so I wouldn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's like naming your dog Max. Like it's right. like the easy, it's the only it's just name, the thing. Yeah. But we also have Kim Seltzer on the show, and you've been on our show before, and you do a lot of coaching for men, et cetera. Yes. And women though, right? Yes. Okay. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. discriminate. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, Marnie mentioned something about talking today about divorce and moving on. And so I don't Kristen's know. Got Go some for big, it. Yeah. Kristen's got some big news. Well, Speaking of divorce. Not, yeah. it, it, I mean, it's, I would say congratulations to be honest. This is congratulations. I think anytime you're going to tell your news and yeah, well, now people you, may say the same thing. I'm not, I'm not going to be full of myself, but now I'm afraid. Like, guys are going to be like, can you go on a date with me? Yeah. <laughs> but my boyfriend and I have eight years. Broke up. It's, like, official. He moved out. Wow. It's been a very long process of back and forth with should we, should we not, should we, should we not. And finally, I think both of us finally were mature enough to say, it's like the writing's on the wall. Like, literally, I wrote on the wall, like, like let me out. go. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's a really new th- experience for me. But also a positive one, but also sad. Yeah, of course. But this is a divorce for you. Yeah, total divorce. For a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Except I get no money out of it. So. Right. <laughs> Next time, yeah. you'll know better. Yeah. Um, well, actually, maybe you can give some tips for people who maybe have been through this process or might be going through something similar, uh, providing them with tips on how to know when the right time is to break up. Because you said it was a long, drawn out process. Like looking back at it now, would you have done it sooner? Yeah, what were the signs that it should have been done? I mean, there's a lot of signs. Um, it's kind of weird being on air and wanting to keep it a little PC, even yeah. though I hate PC stuff. Um, but that's only when it comes to like race and, and right. Stuff. <laughs> um, but I would say that the minute you know, you know, and life's short. And so I think for me, what we did was we're best. We were best friends, and so we were best friends for a really long time, and. It was like we both felt like we would just lose our best friend and then there would be no light at the end of the tunnel. Like we'd never find a best friend again. We would be alone. And actually, it's interesting because we're on really good terms right now. Who knows what it will be next week and the following week. But we've been pretty cool 
and so he's on Bumble and Tinder. Oh wow! And I'm on like Bumble and Tinder and whatever, just for fun. You know, not I'm not looking to get into like another relationship. It was just more like him and I kind of described it as we both been in like a dark room for eight years. And all of a sudden we're like, whoa, there's a whole world out there. Like we opened the window or the door and it's like, oh, let in the air. And so it feels really refreshing. So, I mean, I I think I would say to people that are thinking about doing it or procrastinating doing it, that it's the best. If you feel it, you should just do it and do it sooner because it's harder as you go along. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we Mm -hmm. kind of broke up like four years ago and then we kind of broke up five years ago and then we kind of broke up six and and so it's like and so I had said because it's this is eight years and I said I don't want to do this at 10 years because it's going to happen at some point right. we we both know it is and it's the lower the number the better even though it's still a pretty high number yeah um so yeah that's what I would say okay interesting well actually both of you have yeah. experience with separation, divorce as well. Um, hearing what Kristen said, is there anything that you can add to that? Maybe some signs to look for that this may not be a good partner for you? Boy, that's that's tough. Like I think for for a man too, I've I've been I've had a harder time breaking up because women are usually the ones who end a relationship. It, it yeah, statistically like. they've actually proved that. And mm-hmm. so as a guy, it's much easier to just kind of let it happen because then you get to be the victim. Right. Yeah, you, I wanted him to break up with me so bad. Right. Because you have to do the hard work. Exactly. When you're doing the breaking up. You have to do the heartbreaking and like basically what it feels like is that like there's like a little puppy in the in the middle of the road who just got hit by a car and either I can shoot him and put him out of his misery or take him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's kind of how I envisioned my boyfriend, which was like, I'm just going to kill this thing that I could also maybe try to help and fix. But right. I, but it's like I knew that wasn't the right thing for it. It was going to suffer anyway. Okay. Wait, so that's did you do it? You're, you're yeah, going. so I was the one that did it. Yeah, and then was it, was yeah, it the as trigger. bad as yeah. you thought in your head? It, going through. Doing it, the actual moment of doing it, yes, as bad as imagined, awful, horrible, terrible. Yeah. Um, but then, like the next, the th- three or four days later, all of a sudden, it started to feel like the grass was getting a little bit greener or something, mm-hmm. and I all of a sudden mm-hmm. felt like, oh, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And also, he's dealt with it in a really positive way, where he, um, him and I, well, he's been really friendly. We've been talking. That's awesome. He went out on a, on, he's been going out on a date with this girl a couple times, this new girl. So we've already talked about like who this girl mm-hmm. he's already seeing. So maybe you'll just become best friends. At the I end. think and if that's, that's, if that's yeah. what's happening, if he's doing that, then you have a good shot of being friends. Yeah. Because yeah. I always had said to him, I really, if I leave, I don't want to lose you as a friend. And he's like, well, you will. I'll never speak to you again. That's yeah. how I mm-hmm. always say that. Yeah. I will never speak to enough, you know, like it's no place for friendship. It's over. Plus, that's how I'll move on is by like just Xing you completely out of my life. And so that's part of why I held on was because I didn't want to lose yeah. that friend. And so this when I this time around, when I did do it, I didn't think he was going to be my friend. And I really had to mourn the loss of your Seinfeld mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really um, thought that that wasn't going to be the outcome. And I feel really happy that this is turning out to be the outcome because I did not expect it. So when I went into this breakup, I went into it knowing I have to let go of everything because we're never going to speak again. It's really hard. Yeah. So it was really, really hard. That's hard. I mean, eight years is a long time, too. Yeah. And a lot of times I find that people stay in things for reasons that have to do with the past. Exactly. Like hanging on to the memories, hanging on to the friendships and the social circle right, that right. you've built together, your identity together as a couple. And you're like ripping that 
off like a Band-Aid. And yeah. that's the pain that you want to avoid is that Band-Aid right. ripping off. Yeah. But in the end, it'll heal. And that's where the magic starts happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell clients when they're thinking, to answer your question, when they are thinking about breaking up after a long relationship or divorce, either way, I have them do a cost-benefit analysis, kind of like you do in the financial mm-hmm. world. And I like it better than pro and con because sometimes we think what our benefits actually are costing us a lot. And if you put it out on paper and you see it. Well, can, and you, it's, can you give an example? Sorry. So like, so like, you know, if the cost of, of staying in the relationship is, you know, causing like you to lose yourself, um, maybe there's abuse happening. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. Everybody has different reasons. Um and, and those are pretty heavy costs. And then you look at the benefits, and the benefits are, well, we had a good time. We like the same we food. We laugh together. We laugh. Yeah. When I have a You're black like, eye, we're, like, sitting on the couch yeah. laughing. Oh, yeah. He oh, consoles amazing. me. Yeah. When you're yeah. reaching back to a weekend in Cozumel as a reason to right. stay in your relationship, that that's time not a good in Bali, time. we that's laugh right, together. Right. Yeah. I, w- but, I found myself doing that, uh, looking back on those really? memories. Like, some, yeah. like, we had really great time when we traveled here, yeah. and that's... I can't. I don't think I can have that same experience with someone else. It was so much fun, but then the day to day to day, you know, was not outweighing that eventually. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So when the costs outweigh the benefits, that's when you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think that every guy like you have that moment afterwards where like I need to get away. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And yeah. then it it's different for every person um, because different people from my past have come back in different ways, and it's been okay. Um, I think a guy kind of has to reconcile that himself, and maybe he reconciles that by dating someone else, and then if you're dating someone else, he needs to be dating someone else for him right. to be okay. Right. Also, though, that's not on you to make him okay anymore. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But and, and he realized he had to that. realize that about himself for me, too, because mm-hmm. he was always concerned with me and how to make me feel okay, because I you know, struggle in L.A. and all that right. kind of stuff, so he had to really let go of, of that Supporting feeling you. as well. Yeah. Right. And also just for you to not be upset and irritated about anything is better for yeah. him. And so it, it when you walk away from a relationship like that, it's it's really tough. And I feel like when when I've broken it off with somebody, I had all the feelings that I had when I was dumped. I had all those same. I miss this person. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. care about this person. I and I had the the bad part of knowing that I did that to them too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because unless a relationship breaks off in some big heated way, like if there's not an explosion and it's just we've grown apart, right? That's yeah. really Harder. difficult. You need a catalyst. Guys need that. And I think, yeah, you know, if he's got some, you know, maybe that's why they cheat. Maybe I don't know. But I, I think that uh, if there's not some way for him to reconcile it being over, then that's when it gets really messy. Yeah. yeah. So what about after the breakup? Like, you, honestly, I've never seen you so happy, Kristen. <laughs> glowing. She's glowing. It's Are you pregnant? Like, <laughs> but, Dear God. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. <laughs> Pull you back in. But like... like I know that some people have difficulty, you know, after they do pull the trigger and they do break up. So what are what are some things like to do after you break up? You're fresh with it. So that's fantastic. You're saying like, I'd love to hear what you're doing right now. I'd love to hear what you guys mm-hmm. did after your breakups. Well, that's something that I was always really afraid of. I was like, I'm going to go through this breakup and then be completely alone in a dark apartment. And that's going to be it. Like in a stray jacket. Yeah, rocking. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really thought I would yeah. just be like super damaged and. Um, but like I said, it took a few days of, you have to go. I think the thing is too, is you can't not go through the bad days, which sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you want to like, you want to hear, oh no, you just do it. And then you feel great after 
you don't and you really just have to like feel those emotions and be down or just sleep on or sleep for you know two or three days or whatever you really have to do that and I'm totally into sleep so it worked out for me Um, (laughs) those were your happiest days I was feeling great Um, this is the first time I've uh, actually had to no sound Um, so yeah so I really went through those dark moments and then um, it was interesting because he said to me you should go on a date with someone like no. in text. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't have any dates planned. I wasn't on Bumble or Tinder. And this was probably two Fridays ago or something like that. And I wrote, eh, it just seems like a lot of effort to like get a date. And I'm just really not in the emotional state to want to go out with someone. And so he wrote back, well, I am. I, he has a date. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Did that hurt you? Um, well, it was interesting because... He sent, I didn't ask for it. He sent me a picture of her. What? Which, yeah. like well, inappropriate, but anyway. Yeah. Like, because, <laughs> what was that about? Yeah, and she's really cute. And so then I was like, oh, mm. well, screw her. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to screw somebody else. Yeah. But I'm See like, what well, he did? I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, but then it didn't work out with her. So we've totally been in touch like friends. So it That's didn't, because I said how to go, like the next morning he had texted me, I was like, how was it with that girl? And he was like, yeah, she was a little flaky, but I actually met a couple of her friends and I really like one of her friends. And wow. I was like, well, alrighty then. And he said, so we're going to go out tomorrow or something. And so then they did. And then he, I saw him cause he had to stop over at the apartment cause he moved out and all that stuff. Yeah. And so when he stopped over, um, he told me about, or he told me she, he was going out there again and then how it was after when I saw him again, how, how it went and how much he liked her. He thought she was really cool and You funny. guys are really meant to be friends. That's interesting. Well, what was interesting is I was totally cool with it. And then that night I had this really terrible nightmare. So I think subconsciously I wasn't okay with it. When we were talking about it, I was like, I totally felt like best friends with him. Yeah. You know, like his girlfriend or his sister or not mm-hmm. girlfriend, like a friend yeah. or a sister. Mm-hmm. And then that night I had a n- nightmare about that girl because he sent me a picture of the new girl too. Wow. Um, who's also really cute. Great. And so in my dream, <laughs> in my dream, we were still together and he was cheating on me with her mm. and wow. she got her, pre- he got her pregnant and I was this like outsider that he hated who was like a right. bad and he wanted to be with her. And so it made me. And so the next morning I was like, I think we should probably cool it with the exchanging, Pictures. exchanging of information for men. Yeah. Your dreams are very dangerous. <laughs> it opens it made me feel like the next morning like really crazy. Right. Yeah. And so I really had to say like let's ixnay on the girl nay whatever Earl, Earl gay. Um yeah. Yeah, that's that's for a little me, while. That's that's bad form to do that. He agreed. He was like, "You know what? I was talking he was like he's seeing a therapist and he was like I was talking to my therapist and she recommended like we should cool it on that kind of thing, especially yeah. for I mean for at least a year or something yeah, like no just visuals need it. Yeah. If I were him, yeah. I would Here's me and her having sex. Like you don't need that. I know. Yeah. Do you want to see this video? <laughs> right, right. Well, he won't send me here. It's funny. Cause I was like, I could totally tell he cropped out her name from like wherever, he, wherever it was. The picture was from like Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I love how you cropped out the name. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to have you like, I'm not going to show you everything. No, but he's like, you're going to like write to her. I'm like, what? I, Who do you, I, I'm not psycho. I'm not psycho. And I'm like, tell me your name. He's like, no, I'm like, all right, screw you then. So. But it's interesting because sometimes people do think, and to your point, Dave, mm-hmm. that it almost like there needs to be some sort of drama or thing happen mm-hmm. to to cut it off. Like maybe yeah. trying to get a reaction out of you that justifies in his mind that 
you know, it's okay if yeah. he, you get pissed at him. Yeah. And yeah. then in your mind, you're having these nightmares and you got to move on, right, and, you know, right, that kind right. of thing. Because when things are amicable, it's almost harder, like what mm-hmm. you were saying. Yeah. I think subconsciously it's definitely mm-hmm. harder. So would you recommend that people who do break up take a little bit of a break from one another? I am in the full belief of going cold turkey. Yeah. Well, that's what everything online, like yeah. if I Googled like how to go through a breakup, everything's like just do not talk to the person, yeah. take away a lot of, you know, take off the pictures and just mm-hmm. really clear them from your brain and your mind yeah and i did do like a little cleansing in terms like i took off all the pictures from my phone um and put they're on my computer but i don't ever look at them on my computer so i totally emptied out my phone of the picture so i like started with zero pictures which was kind of nice to just kind of feel like fresh start fresh start he bought a new car um you know so he's doing things as well Mm -hmm. for fresh start and yeah you know and i'm i was happy for him he sent me a picture of it and he's like i just feel like this is a good way to kind of continue to move forward which i think is good i'd Mm -hmm. say cut people out for at least three months just sort of get some separation and then what do you do i mean kristen's already back out there a little (laughs) bit which is kind of awesome but like what so how how do you start that process like what is it like getting back out there after you've been in a relationship because i I do want to make one comment i do find that what happens with a lot of my clients is that they break up and then they take a break. They work on themselves totally or sometimes they don't really take a, a complete break. They just dive mm-hmm. right into it. And then they jump into situations with women where they're still in relationship mode and they've been in, the women have been in dating mode for a very long time. So it's a mishmash and they come across as eager or too needy or too boyfriendy, And that can really screw a lot of guys. So, Dave, I'll actually ask mm-hmm. you, um, like what? What yeah. did what do you advise to guys, or what did you do so yeah. that you didn't I, come off? That I think way? so much of it. You know, first off, so much of it depends on where you are. Yeah. Uh, being in LA now, it's a very different you know thing for me. There's what twenty million people here. Of course, we can find another one. Right. But when I I grew up in Missouri, and um, I lived in a fairly small like Branson, if you know where that is. That's no. that's where I grew up. The the Nashville and Vegas collide right there. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, but sounds classy. Classy. Awesome. basically like the That's whole amazing. metro area, maybe 400,000 people. So not a lot of people, more small town and just, but it's just big enough that you think there's a lot of people out there until you start dating people and they all know each other. Yeah. yeah like, and, oh, you're what's his, her name's ex. Right. Oh, right. Okay. That, that whole, you're so-and-so's ex-husband. And, and yeah. I think you just kind of have to move beyond that. And as a guy, number one. Always say nice things about her, about the woman the in your ex. past. There's no way to – you don't gain anything. Well, you Even can if talk... she tried to stab you, you should be like, she's sweetheart, and she tried to stab me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you in should, the leg, you should not to, in the heart. To an extent because I had the kid that I dated, this kid I dated in Chicago. I haven't dated that many people, but um, he always talked about his ex-girlfriend to me. Oh, gosh. And so that was – and then they – got together for and they were actually together for like eight years also and they oh, just wow. broke up recently yeah. but anyway he talked about her constantly like how great her artwork was and how cool she was and it was like the worst it made me feel super bad about myself and super insecure mm. so and i don't think you should talk shit about your yeah, I don't think ex. You have, to have a glowing review for the ex either i, I think, think it should, should be we're over it didn't work out that sucks yeah and if they want to ask you, questions no. i think if the person wants to ask questions about that ex right. that they can and i think you can, should give like an open discussion about it but otherwise i think talking too much about it can be annoying for them i think as a man yeah, and shows that you're not over it yeah exactly and especially like well your relationship i would equate more to a marriage i mean eight years yeah. is a long time yeah. Com- like we were actually like common law yeah like 
I mean, married or something. It doesn't exist in California, but if you were anywhere else, it would be after five years, you would have been common law. Really? Yeah. And it's and you could have gotten some money. Damn. I know, I know. I thought about that. <laughs> so the, the quick version, I think, as a guy is you need a one to two sentence summary of where you yeah. were yeah. four yeah. months ago or whatever. Yeah. And just like my ex-wife, um, she had an affair with a guy that she worked with. They moved in together right after she moved out of my place. Wow, and wow. they got married. Wow. And it's traumatizing. It, it is, yeah. but they're still together as far as I know, and it's in my best interest for them to be happy forever, yeah. and maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. I'm better off in my life, whether it's because she's not in it, I right. doubt it, but, but I've managed, you know, my life didn't fall apart, and so that's good. I gain nothing by wishing them ill will. I mean, right. they both suck. They, yeah, you could be honest. They both, yeah, let's be real. Like, oh, she's a fucking yeah. cunt, but right. like, I good forgot, luck. I forgot, I, like, uh, see from, you know, on my show, I'm not allowed to cuss, so. Yeah. Mom, turn this off real quick. I know yeah. you like to listen, but I'm going to fucking cuss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I I think that the if you can do things to not freak out the new woman, because these girls are always scared. Like, if you were married before, I think the, the next woman that when she finds out that she's the next woman that you've dated after you were married, I think you need to be really careful with that. Yeah. Well, I did go on a date. Um, and that kind of came up because this is the first date I've ever gone on. Right. But I don't. I won't go on a date with someone like just to really go. I. I you want to like mean, them. I want to l- like them somehow or see some sort of connection or something like that. So I didn't think I would go on any dates right away. I really didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But um, he was cool, but also kind of persistent. And I met him on Bumble. But um, that was. Um, he didn't realize that I, it was two weeks ago, basically, that we had broken up. And I had said that when we, I just kind of said it just talking as if he knew that. And he was like, whoa, two weeks? He's like, I'm the rebound guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to be the rebound guy. Aww. I'm like, you're not the rebound guy. You're just the first person that was interesting. And you seem really cool. I, I didn't yeah. really know how to say it. But yeah, it was like that came up and I didn't really know how to make him not feel bad about it. But I, what I try to say is I don't go on dates with just anybody. Like, that's kind and of that's how I try to angle it. But it will come up and it will be a sensitive subject mm-hmm. for them. Because they think, know, right, we were out with something for many years. You're probably not going to settle in with the first person you meet. Yeah. Well, Kim, do you have any advice on that how, and how a guy can reassure the person sitting across from him mm-hmm. that she's just not a distraction? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of things. Because you had asked before, like, how do you get back out there? And everybody has different journeys, right? Like, the length of the relationship is a variable how old you are is a variable if you have children it's a variable so there's not like a generalized answer for everybody but i will say that when you have been in a relationship for a very long time your identity gets wrapped up with the couple and so the first thing i tell people is like rediscover who you are separate from your partner and it doesn't mean necessarily putting pressure on yourself to date. Like, I don't even like to use the word date. I like to use the word, just go out and be social. Like, yeah, be yeah. around male energy, right. you know? Like, and so what? You went on a date with a guy, but that's awesome. Just to see yourself in that way again. Yeah, really. Right? I mean, Practice I did, flirting. Yeah. Like having fun. I was so you know? nervous, too, because I really yeah. did feel like a divorcee mm-hmm. who hasn't dated in many, many years going back out there. And, um, you know, like Marnie said, like, you mentioned something earlier, you know, in the top of the show about how to do it, which you're, we're all talking about right now, so I don't need to refer back to that. Yeah. But uh, I did feel uncomfortable with, like, my, my standard, basically my standards with my ex-boyfriend was I could be gross. 
I could be seen with no makeup. Right. I could have a bloated stomach and I could kind of fart a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I was pretty freaking gross. This guy I went on a date with, I can tell, is really into very. You probably couldn't fart women. on the date. I didn't right. fart on the date. Right. That's I did. <laughs> Not this one. I'll do it on the second one. Yeah. But basically, what all of a sudden I started questioning myself like am I enough for this other person because I've been so gross for so long (laughs) that now it's someone's gonna see me for the first time yeah and so I felt very I felt tons of physical pressure to look pretty and to be everything that like you'd want someone to be that you want to date rather than before I could just be like a total mess and so that's a new thing so that's what happens is your confidence gets shot right right? because it's just confidence has to do with experience and when you haven't had experience dating in a really long time you're like oh my god like I'll never forget when I first was divorced and I got back out there and I like went into this jungle I, it was yeah. like the battlefield mm-hmm. and I'm like looking at all these like pretty women and they're all dressed up yeah. and I'm in my frumpy mommy clothes with the nursing bra underneath and like Birkenstocks I mean this is truly yeah. my story yeah. and I'm looking at across at these aliens Dave like you were an alien <laughs> at that point and I was like I do not even know what to do with you like right, right. you know and yeah. in fact I wouldn't even make eye contact with you so it's just even like those little body language and nuances that you have to get used to again but once you start practicing and getting out there it's so much fun and I always encourage people get involved in passions and hobbies that maybe you haven't in a long time and things that make you tick things that make you happy and fill yourself up yeah well I think you know I haven't taken time to do that and so I went into this like I don't do I have anything to offer like you know because I do feel like I've been wrapped up with my ex-boyfriend for so long that that was my whole personality or something like he got my jokes he knew my thing like but I didn't really feel like with going into this one that I could open up a world to this person for some reason because I felt very closed into just what I've known for so long which is kind of being isolated yeah and so I felt like I wasn't bringing like value value and I know I was to an extent but I just thought what do I even talk about because that's I, interesting I can mm-hmm. I can see how that I would feel happen like when yeah. you've been in a relationship that long it's like all you know about single men are what your single friends have told you and what you've seen on TV and social media. Right. Which is not real. Right. That's all a bunch of crap. It's just like a guy who's been in a marriage and he's been doing nothing but looking at magazines and figures that that's what women are like and like reading Cosmo or whatever and thinking like, well, women really do think about this. They really are going to put me through the 10-step quiz of right. if I'm a good lover by the size of my index finger or something, uh, you right, know, like right. all this weird stuff. You're terrified by all that. You're, you're scared. Like, but as you go through everything more smoothly and you realize like, you know, all those things like burping, farting and, and your <laughs> inside jokes. You earn all that comfort, that yeah. comfort, that sustainability and, and that understanding. You have to earn that with right, a person. Right. But it was almost just like, I was like, wow, I'm actually gross. Like I have to, I know I'm not really gross, but, right, I, but went I, in, I went You're into like, it. How as, do I even match I, up? Yeah. Like, yeah, he, I know are, he goes on dates. He's, you know, dated a lot. He's a single guy in his thirties and he's got good, good, a good job. And so he has like standards. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I really don't feel adequate. And he is also terrified that we, you will discover that none of that is true. That that is. Yeah, that, we're all phony. We are yeah. all scared <laughs> of you. Like in, in some way or another, but like. He's out on that date, and all of a sudden now that when you he found out that you're two weeks out of a long-term relationship, now he's handling dynamite, and he's got to be careful. Right, 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 right. So, so actually, let's go back to that question. How, mm-hmm. how does um, 
mainly men listening to the show, how does a guy relay the information to a woman, or how does Kristen, same thing, relay that information that it's okay, I'm good to go, or... Yeah, that I'm no, no longer super I'm not breakable, I'm not something. damaged. Like, what is the way for her to, or for him, to express that message to the person that's sitting across from them? I think you have to act as if... I was just going to say, don't say it, because if you say it, that well, means I'm, you're still. I'm so great. <laughs> I'm so awesome. If it comes out, if it comes out, oh, you just broke up two weeks ago. What what is the the way to handle that response? So I always say, be honest with tact, right? And it, yeah, you have to honestly absolutely. say, you know what? The truth is, is that we've been going through this through this breakup for about eight months. I was over it eight months ago, and now we finally separated. And I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to get back into the dating world, and I'm very happy to be sitting across from you. I don't just say yes to every single date. Yeah. So also, something like pre- that. Prepare, ladies, for the man that you broke up with. When he does come around, there's a good chance that he's going to be like, she didn't say anything until it was the very end. and Because that's true. Yeah. Like, she was probably, you might have been sending these signals for a while and stuff, and he's like, I didn't feel like it. Now, it sounds right. like your story is a lot different. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, like, well, you guys kind of had a mutual thing, which yeah. is why, like, he has had the time. He had the time to get over it while you guys were still technically Yeah, together, and I see that. Just like I didn't, you did. I will say that was a surprise. Came You're very as, lucky. came as a surprise, and I am lucky. But I thought it was going to be really hard for him for a really long time. But it's funny, too, because he moved to downtown L.A. Oh, wow. In, a, like, a cool, like, warehousey space mm-hmm. with roommates. But And they're really, like, these, like, cool, apparently, like, these super like, trendy like you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, now you're desirable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got a new car. But, but he... Um, when I saw him, he was already kind of dressing a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but I could see how positive it was for him that he's just like with me, he was kind of doing the same thing, just being gross, yeah, like just mm-hmm. dressing super sloppy, not caring. And all of a sudden I saw him looking like he was caring and I, and it didn't make me want to get back with him, but it made me happy yeah. that he was already willing or n- knowing that he needs to do that and wanted to do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a few tips from this conversation. If you do get into a relationship, don't ever let yourself get gross because then... It leads to very bad places. Yeah. <laughs> for guys who are listening, it's I think it's interesting for them to hear the female perspective on what yes. they go through after they've been through a divorce. And they're not like these chipper ladies who are eager and, and ready and comfortable yet to get out there. They are also sometimes insecure or uncomfortable and, you know, getting into the, what is it called, a waiting pool? Like yeah, shallow end, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're still, you know, wobbly on their feet a little bit. That's nice for guys to hear that they experience the same things. Um, mm-hmm. After the breaks, we have to take a break now. We're going to talk about being a single parent and getting back into dating. And then we're going to do some overanalyze this question. So we'll be back after this. How to smoke a cigar. Smoking a cigar is just one of life's great pleasures. And like many things... Proper handling is paramount to a good time. First, a good cut is everything. Make sure you have a cigar cutter on hand. Please, gentlemen, no biting. Place the cigar cutter approximately 3 to 4 millimeters from the line, and in one swift motion, sever the cap from the cigar. You may see some cigar smokers lick their cigar, but don't ever do this, unless you look like her. In which case, always do this. A cigar must be lit with patience. You don't want to spoil the experience. Always use cedar matches or a butane lighter and steer clear of matches with sulfur. Hold your cigar at a 90 degree angle above the flame. Twist the cigar until the end is evenly charred. Now place the tip of the cigar between your lips 
with a flame still underneath while occasionally blowing on it to ensure an even burn. A few tips to remember. Never inhale. Remove the band from the cigar once it becomes loose from the heat. Allow the ashes to gently fall off the cigar. And always remember, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Thanks for listening to Playboy Radio. You want to hear more? Catch us on TuneIn.com slash Playboy. We promise you won't be disappointed. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Hey, this is Justin Willman, comedian and magician. It's your girl, Carly Red from Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, the movie Top 5. Hey, this is Dr. Buck Parker from NBC's The Island. You're listening to Playboy Radio. Playboy Radio. Playboyradio.com. The only station to listen to. Thanks for listening to Playboyradio.com. Now, back to the show. Passed up. Hey, guys. So we were just talking about how Dave was on four dates with this one girl who got <laughs> drunk every time, every time and like they didn't even make out. Girls, don't do that. That's if you're going to get drunk, make you know out. Yeah, yeah take advantage. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, she got a Have few fun. songs written about her. There she was go. a great muse because of that, because yeah. I could not figure it out. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm going to lose respect for you if every time you go out and get hammered. It but would the be one weird. Time, I would say vice versa. Like, if I'm out on a, oh, a date with a guy, unless I'm an alcoholic, too, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But if I'm on a date with a guy, and like he, maybe he drinks the first time, I can be understanding, okay. Nervous. N- nervous, it's fine. But if you're drinking and slurring every single date, I'm not going on a if every good night kiss ends with you like kind of like vomit in his like, mouth, like kind of <laughs> wobbling yeah. and like stuff. He, tried like, to, he has to follow your mouth yeah. to try to get and to it. Like, to <laughs> I was literally worried that she was going to make it up the stairs inside her building. The one really? flight, like a couple of times, yeah. That she wasn't going to make it? That like she was going to fall oh, walking yeah. up the stairs as I was watching her. I'm sure it looked like I was checking out her ass, but it was honestly <laughs> like, like, this is me like, okay, what? If she falls, like, yeah, can how? I get up there and catch her? Right. Yeah. Do we just Am let I her liable? go all the way to the bottom? She should have just crawled. It's a safer bet. I yeah, think exactly. that's kind of what happened. Can I just highlight the fact, because this is a good segue in what we were talking yeah. about, that when you go through this like kind of rites of passage you know after yeah. the relationship you literally go through adolescence all over again yeah, yeah that's right? what it feels yeah. like, like I, I actually think I bought Clarisil too like I really <laughs> like I I looked different I started acting like that teenage girl again going it was like going back in time yeah. and so I think you know a lot of people sometimes feel guilty and bad about like these experiences that you're talking about mm-hmm. the drunken days or or even having that tr- transitional romance where you go with the younger guy just to get your sexual mojo mm-hmm. back and yeah. and for men they do the same thing with the women mm-hmm. that's the rites of passion like you should be doing that that's part of yeah. you know kind of learning yeah. who you are again so i just want to kind of put that out there because yeah. sometimes people feel bad about that and I'm, i almost no. get worried when you didn't have that, that kind experience of thing. Right. Yeah. exactly well did you find um a lot of your married friends were kind of jealous when you were first single. Totally. What was yeah. so funny is that, <laughs> like, imagine. I all of a sudden, all these people started 
like disclosing things to me like yeah. well actually I'm really unhappy with my marriage what's it like mm-hmm. you know they were so almost like intrigued like you made it to the other side yeah. you did it it was like discovering the matrix when I got divorced like all these other people were divorced too <laughs> yeah. and this is what they're thinking well, this is how want to be divorced. this yeah. is the thin ice that everyone else's marriage is skating on yeah, yeah. well it's almost like Holy I picture shit. the divorce person they went through like they were like Indiana Jones like they ha- went through this like elaborate course to get to the other side of right. where it was good and so it's like you're like the hero really yeah. you know you're the indiana jones like totally wow, they did it right got to through the temple of doom and, exactly and you get out and there's this utopia and because i think a lot of times crazy people talk about divorce like gloom and doom and i'm like uh hell no if it's not working the the gloom and doom was the marriage yeah. you know that's why i say congratulations so, to anybody who right. has a breakup or divorces because it is it's like first of all that's a hard thing to do it is it's and absolutely it's like, hard. wow congratulations you get like this wonderful new start yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you about uh, being a single parent because somebody yeah. had written into me. I'm horrible that I don't even have his email pulled up, but he sent me the cutest picture of him and his little daughter. And like, uh, he said, talk about it on your podcast. Um, so we've talked about this before on our show, but obviously it's always great to have you know a refresher. If people can't go back to episode 74 or whatever it was that <laughs> you were on. Um, but I just want to give like a few tips to people uh, who are single parents and dating. So maybe the first tip would be, how do you find time? Mm. Or how do you put aside time to actually get out there and be single and then date? Like, how do you do that? I mean, I think that's just it, is that you have to make time. You have to compartmentalize almost parts of your life Mm -hmm. so that you dedicate some of that for yourself. And guess what? When you do that, you are a better parent. I think the biggest mistakes that parents make is that they get all into their children and they put every like a hundred percent of their energy into the children because there's guilt attached to it they have to navigate the custodial schedule it's like there's a lot that's Mm -hmm. going on but then they lose themselves in the midst of it and then they're stressed out they're overwhelmed then the fallout of you know distressed parent that's not good for the children so i mean i'm making it sound easier than done but i went through it i mean and it took a lot of work and you really feel guilty when you're out doing something you totally don't just do it and then it's done And everything that you know about dating before, like spontaneity, adventure, that's gone. Like, when can I get my babysitter? No, I only, you know, have the kids on Saturday and Sunday. I can only go out Wednesday, Thursday. Like, there are things that you don't think about. And Well, I I just can imagine how intense it is because when I was on my date, I was like, oh, no, I got to worry about my dog. I got to, like, get back to get my dog. (laughs) Oh, right. And that's a freaking dog. I wasn't worried about the cat. I was like, yeah. She's got to be fine for yeah. a few days. Yeah. Well, and not to mention like how not sexy you feel when, you know, if you have like young kids and you have like pacifiers falling out of your purse right, and, right, you know, like things right. like that. But um, I think that the biggest thing is, like I said before, get back to who you are, do things that make you happy, pamper yourself. Fill yourself Mm -hmm. up. And then when you have some dedicated time, like when you don't have the kids, and if you're lucky enough to have um, a spouse who takes them part of the time, use that time for you and, you know, get back out there. You know, I always say build out your dating portfolio, just like a financial portfolio. You got to diversify as much as possible. Like do the online dating, Mm -hmm. um, look for events, do kind of some social planning to get also a social circle. What a lot of people forget is that, your friends that you know usually are married and they're gone. Like mm-hmm. they're nice and they're great. And I loved my married friends, but they didn't get it. Like right. they didn't right. get even just 
the whole like sexual energy and how to be flirty right. and get back out there. So I always tell people, make sure you have a good set friends. of single friends. My life changed. Yeah. When I, I got my first like sex in the city girlfriends yeah. and we went out and that's when I learned how to flirt, how to put myself out there. It was like an amazing experience. Yeah. Cause I think it's not healthy for someone in a marriage. It's not healthy for their marriage for them to be like going through that transition with you. Yeah. Because you're going to pull that, that right. vortex there. Well, yeah, and then there's like sides, right? Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, that's the, the other friends thing. that so were difficult. friends with the dad, and then they take their side. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, you know, the it's Montagues hard. and Capulets, and, and it becomes this war almost between the friendships. Yeah. No. So, building out a new social circle is huge, and I would say it's like one of the first things that you should really try to do. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'm jealous of the schedule of single parents because they can- We get like, a break. Yeah, you get a break. Totally. I, I've uh, mentioned that to my husband. I'm like, what if we just did this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like one weekend, yeah, you go live somewhere child. else, <laughs> take our child. Like that would be Good absolutely role amazing. Play. Yeah. So it is funny when I do hear role people play who are single, yeah. Yeah, single parents <laughs> oh my God, who I love that. have that break because they have their mm-hmm. you know ex taking the kids and they still say, I can't find time to go out i can't find time to date right now i'm married right that's my that's a real excuse right (laughs) right but if you have two days off or one day off a week that's that's the day that you dedicate to going out and being social if that's the that's the only time that you actually have to go out then that's that's your day exactly and also it depends on the age of the kids right if you have young ones that's a different kind of time element than if you have teenagers you right. know who are kind of independent now and about but yeah like what i see especially because we have a lot of male listeners obviously what men struggle with is also their identity mm-hmm. as like mr mom and businessman like that's right. a hard transition for guys mm-hmm. and Does it they're, hurt their ego or they're learning kind of being mr mom is that what you mean i or? don't know if no i don't know if it's hurting they just it's a learning curve yeah because they don't know they, how to do oh, it. They right, know how they've to had do. you their wife doing it for not so long. being good at things right yeah right i realize what you mean well yeah, yeah and then you know learning how to like you know drive the kids to school right. and the what carpool and is. cook up and yeah, the like right way. the little yeah. things that maybe mom took care of. Yeah. But actually what's, a, and I've heard this from many, many dads is that they become a better dad because of it, I'm because they're sure. forced into something that, yeah. that they're just the more wife involved. Had been doing for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so. your ex is like, why couldn't you do this when we were married? Yeah. I love you now. And then it's like, <laughs> ah, no, I totally understand that, that. Those are fantastic things. How do you. Or when do you communicate to your children that you're getting back out there? Hmm. Or do you say that you're going to go oh, meet other people? I wrote a whole article on this in, in Huffington Post because it is a big issue. And again, like there's no universal answer to it because there's just there's a lot of variables. There's um, the age of the kids. There is how long the marriage was, um, how long you've been like dating, what your goals are for dating. I would say... You know, in general, it's really, really, like, be careful. Be careful of including the kids too much, especially when you're just getting out there, because your goal is probably just to get your feet wet again, to date. You're not looking for a relationship necessarily. Um, a, A lot of, you know, people mistakenly include the kids in the beginning phases of dating, and then the kids get kind of caught up in the relationship, mm-hmm. and then there's a double loss right. when that doesn't work out. So, you know, I think that if you're in a space and there's been a lot of time and you're ready to really look for that partner and you're dating somebody for a while and you think that it's going to go somewhere, yeah, you can slowly introduce it. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on if that other person have, has kids, right? So then you're having a blend of the, mm-hmm. the kids meeting each other. So again, it's just looking at everything really carefully. 
And I think you need to remember, too, like men, I've dated several women. I don't have kids myself, but I've dated women who have kids. And the biggest thing that I felt was there was this whole new wrinkle in the relationship of I'm worried. You're worried at a certain level that you're going to let a woman down. Either I'm not Mm. successful enough. I'm not tough enough. I'm not whatever. Now there's these kids there who aren't even yours. And you understand like that, that there's some other papa bear out there that's like there's some dude running around with my kids. And you're like, you know, you don't want to be aggressive towards that. So you want to try and respect the other guy, even if he is a total piece of shit, you don't want to get in the way right. of all that, you know. And and you also, though, you want to have that. I, I felt like women, when they parade their kids around too early, it's like you're not ready to, to date that. But, really? mm-hmm. you know, like I felt inappropriate with with a couple of times just like, I don't think I should be meeting the kids within the first month of dating you. Um, and I'm totally fine, but I, I think that I think that when women give you and and I think men should do this too. Like you need to have some kind of plan, some kind of boundaries, so that that you know yes. the guy knows like, hey, the, the kids are her. That's an off limits area until I've earned that right in the relationship, yeah, yeah. and that also takes a bunch of pressure off because now he's not trying to date this kid's mom. He can just work the relationship with you. I want to piggyback off of what you just said, Dave, because it's really important that when you're first dating somebody, it's really important to get a good foundation of just the guy and the girl separate from mm-hmm. the kids. I think another mistake is a lot of parents, it, like they talk about their kid, like their identity is everything about the kids. Kind of like, what and then, yeah, so it's hard for the person, especially if they don't have kids, right. you know, to really feel safe in building a relationship with just, so that's the first and foremost, make sure that you have that solid foundation right. beforehand. Yeah. These are all wonderful tips. I'm, I'm glad that I had you guys on to talk about this. And it just so I just think it's, you should put the kids in the closet and just leave them there for there. a few months. Yeah, yeah. put out the water yeah. and the food. All the complications like go Don't away. You just, how old do they have to be before you can just drop them off at the mall? Like two, four, 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 four five. Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old Arnie, enough. That's I can get them all right now. Is that a problem? <laughs> yeah. okay no, no. Me? I think the mall's right over there. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so I have some questions from our listeners for overanalyze this. If anybody who's listening wants to write in, write them in to at. At, what is wrong with me? Ask at ask at ask as women, women podcast. Podca- oh my god! Why what is, is wrong with both of us? Go ask, on, you at say. Askwomenpodcast.com. Yes, yeah, ask, ask, ask askwomenpodcast.com. Ask that was a tongue twister today. You've said that one million times, and I don't know why that. Just I don't know. It threw me off today because I was reading something while saying that I should not. Ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Yes, yeah, see exactly what Dave said with his great yeah, voice. He has a great voice, right? He does. It's radio man. It's kept me from having to get a real job almost my entire life. Yeah, that's so unfair. Like you're just born with a. You know, it's That's like someone's how, a model. They're just bored. They didn't earn that shit. I mean, they did. You just got it. Yeah, but it, it's like I grew up in the same hometown of, as Brad Pitt, so it's a very oh. it's a very easy thing to be like. Brad Pitt looks the way he does, but his brother looks just like him. He has zero Oscars. Doug Pitt has no Oscars. Right, I have to he's Google good at what right he does. Now. And women what does think he he's do? Cute. Uh, he owns a uh, uh, computer. That's business. a bad name. Like you dug a pit. Doug yeah, Pitt. Doug, Doug Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> like I dug a pit. It's like past tense pit. Yeah. He's a good guy, though. They also have a, a very great charity that Brad and Angelina are involved in a lot called Care to Learn. So you oh. should, they help school kids and stuff. But, you know, they're a great family. Oh, that's but the, the point being, though, just because yeah, he's, he's good looking. Yeah, he's got the looks, doesn't mean. Yeah, just because someone's good looking doesn't mean they're going to be uh, an award-winning actor. Right. You got to 
put forth the effort, put yourself out there. Just because I talk like this, I could be, you know, working a drive through somewhere. Yeah. I mean, and I would drive through several times, listen to your oh. voice. <laughs> uh, bonjour, you Kristen Martin. Yeah, exactly. What did you say? I ordered? What did I order? <laughs> How much is it again? Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> see? Damn. Bonjour, Kristen Marnie, voice of man and guest. My name is Dorian Griffin, and I'm a 23 year old. I currently live in Thanks, New Thanks, Dorian. Yes. I currently live in New Orleans, and I have decided to start cultivating my dating life so then when I reach my prime 30s, I will have the knowledge Aww. and experience needed to succeed. The podcast is wonderful, by the way. Now, I find that when trying to form a connection with females in my generation, they tend to say, I'm intense or overwhelming. But this is just <laughs> I can imagine. Of- right. I'm already freaked by your email. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is just part of my personality. I naturally have gravita, and I have learned to embrace it. On the other hand, older women, 40 plus, seem to be extremely fond of me. And I the same. Some of these women are married as well, which causes me to pump the brakes. Since experience is the best teacher, should I play ball or continue to pursue the females in my generation? Merci. P.S. Apologize uh, about the photo I had to retrieve. It's from Instagram. Okay, so this is a photo. This is what it looks like. Oh, very cute. Can we see? Yeah. I love when we get a picture. We rarely so, get pictures, but... Oh, yeah. No, that helps okay. to yeah. get a visual. Yeah. First off, I would say that if women are telling you that you're too intense all the time, you need to cool that shit out. Yeah. I mean, just turn it off. And calm the fuck down for a minute. I, I mean, I hate yeah. to say that, but I've dealt with friends like this, and they're like, "Why? Well, I'm just trying to be genuine. Like, no, you sound like a psycho. Yeah, I agree. I have a cousin who, who's no, not psycho, but um, he's super intense, and he's always been intense. And he found if he's married and, and had has kids now. He's a year older than I am. But he never really turned it off. But I think he just attracted a person that was into it. So I think yeah. he, he could go either True. way. He If he wants to have more of a vast dating pool, you turn that shit off. Right. If you really want to narrow it down to someone who can handle that intensity and that kind of um, so- socially different person – then he'll have a narrow dating, narrower dating pool, but he'll also be more himself. Mm-hmm. So I think it could go either way for him. Okay. I have a question. Like he kept using French. Is he French? I don't know. No, New I Orleans. Think, no, New, I, uh, New Orleans. Well, because I just wonder if there's a different culture that we're there talking. Is, there is, you French know, New Orleans has a different vibe. Just they do. Oh, like you have vibe. to yeah. like think about just people's background, and I guess this is the therapist in me, and just you know his yeah. upbringing, and maybe he came from a single parent household where mm-hmm. mom was like a strong figure, and so he's attracted to mature women, and so I don't think it's as easy as you know yeah. cool the shit, and, right, right? Right. So I think there's a lot of things, but um, I would be interested in what it is that he's doing actually. Actually, that causes so would I. I would want to know what is to intense. What is it? I I would ask that question. I think I come back when you do it and you ask. (laughs) You're not so overwhelming. I think I do. I think I do know what he's doing. You can see it in the email. He's speaking kind of like more sophisticated, and Mm -hmm. he's probably trying to, with these words, delve deeper into her psyche or something. And it's like, Mm -hmm. whoa, dude! Like we're just grabbing a drink. And I, I, I'm 21. I went to my therapist last week. Yeah, and I'm 21. Yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone about beer and tequila. That's all I want to know. Not everyone wants it. Not everyone. (laughs) needs the the flowery language and so he seems to me very theatrical he's probably quite intelligent first off like i I think he's got a great vocabulary smart and so that's what i mean like when i said you know calm it down like look at the elements of your personality that often cause those things and be like is that really part of me or is that just part of the stuff that i do to try and portray the true me inside because i think it's easy to get caught up as a guy in this thing of like 
the women my age don't understand me, so I go mm-hmm. after these older women. But it's not really socially acceptable for me to date older women, and it's not practical for me to do that. So I get to live in this special cocoon right now of girls my age don't understand me, and someday they will. It's like living yeah. the fairy tale where, like, sometimes maybe you can make some modifications and not lose yourself. Don't lose the man that you are on the inside, but maybe some of the, the window dressing. Maybe you need to new, put a new coat of paint on your or game. Or maybe you need well, to think, hang out with other 23-year-old girls. I just, that, too. You a little bit more. I just think if you want the experiences, you have to dumb yourself down. He might have to dumb himself down a little bit. I know on this, like, date that I went on, I totally dumped myself down a little bit. What do you mean? How? Like, I didn't really bring – I didn't really bring out – we're both disgusted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I was me, but not to the extent that I like kind of this neurotic, mm. neurotic, like awkward. It's com- like the polite girl. version of you. Yeah, I was being trying to be more flirty and more womanly and like more sophisticated or something. And not yeah. that, you know, and I so I just kind of tell me about that crouton. Yeah, that's what he's doing, too. I think he is trying to do that. because I think he's, he's, read, he's trying to be sophisticated. He's listened to you guys talk about. So we're fucking guys up. Is that what no, you're saying? No, no. <laughs> It's it's like your fault, to your show. men hear women <laughs> talk about wanting this deep, meaningful connection. And so He's a guy's really like first date, like I'm going to show him a deep, meaningful connection right at the beginning because yeah. that's what he's a doer. I can tell you're a doer and that you want to make things happen. But then you're not going to get to do her. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That patience, <laughs> that patience to be able to like just let her know what she into. And, and then, you know. If you're saying that you don't like these these women aren't interested in you because you care about different things, that's one thing. But if you're just being so intense, like intense and overwhelming are very strong words for for girls to actually come out and say, like, dude, you're being too intense. Mm-hmm. That means you're making people uncomfortable. Not I can't handle your personality. It's too like flamboyant for me or too colorful for me. It's that you're mm-hmm. overwhelming. You're coming me at me too much, and you're not yeah. paying attention to my cues. So there's something off where he's not either seeing his audience, mm-hmm. listening and watching what's happening and getting a gauge for how what he's doing is being taken in by other individuals. Let's so I would say to either ask or become more self-aware where you do see somebody closing off their body language, maybe yeah. then you can lean back and ask a question and and then listen to her answer as opposed to, to being overwhelming and, and too intense. And I agree, like with his email, you, you can kind of see that I don't think it's actually trying too hard. I think this mm-hmm. is actually who he's become. Yeah, I think so too. But it yeah. comes across as trying too hard, as trying even too though hard. that's who he but is. Let's yeah. it's like, okay, in... calm down. You're yeah. not trying to like finesse the queen like or something. The first, yeah. first time yeah. you talk to someone, unless you're both kind of in this moment, being philosophical and stuff is a, just a little too heavy. Mm-hmm. It's too heavy. Wait, wait until it's really you. It's like you have to. Um, you have to kind of earn that or something. Yeah, you have to build up people. to that. It's, right. it's too intense and overwhelming it's like to jump level right jumping. into that. To put yeah. it in New Orleans like, Who do you want to be when you grow up? I, I would hate when I ha- had guys who like went right in with the intense questions. Uh, like, I don't oh, – who are you? I'm, yeah. I'm not finding this interesting yeah. at all. It's it's too much for me, especially if you're going to ask me three in a row like this. This is this is too much for, you know, busbies on a Saturday yeah. night. Right. I don't, exactly. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. In yes. New Orleans terms, like, you need to kind of come on like the brass band when they're going down the street. If you just – if they just rolled up, yeah. pointed the horns at you, and started blaring like the middle of the song, well, you hear that's going to freak everybody out. But they got, they're marching to a cadence, and they got a little bit of the drums, and the second line is coming in, and then the horns start they're playing. Then it gets other. louder. Then yes. it builds. Then Pacing. everybody's hooping and hollering. Yeah, that's and a really good visual. Because like that's what's happening is you're you're bringing the horns to the box right off the and just beginning. blowing it in her ear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just. Just, I'm here. Just like, chill a little out. bit, and let that be part of your sophistication. That you genuinely understand the women that you're out with, and that you're trying to seek it. So 
just kind of. I like it. So Dorian, I hope that helps you. I thought that was very good advice. I like the visual of the the uh, second line. Just just make it like a street. jazz funeral. I love it. Do you know I got married there? In New did Orleans? you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm now jealous. Oh, it was amazing. Super we jealous. happened to be there on the weekend that randomly was called the French Quarter Fest, which is like a smaller version and more uh, local version of Jazz Fest. So everything was planned out for mm. us. Like we didn't have to make any plans for all of our guests. There was music and concert venue That's set up awesome. everywhere. We were right in the French Quarter. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Cool. We didn't need the second line because there was like second lines coming by our building. It was your party. It was our party. So cool. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think we have time for one more question. No, uh, we don't. No, we don't. All right. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> there is going to be a fire drill here. There is going to be a fire yeah, drill. Yeah. I have wanted Thousands to be a of naked women are going to come storming out of this building. Playboy. With bunny <laughs> the ears. The Playboy fire drill, like... I'm just now going on through the rest of my life. I'll be like, I was at Playboy when they had a fire drill. Right. How does a bunch point- of naked bunnies. And naked bunnies running around and the four of us. Thank yeah. you guys yeah. for being on this show. Dave Hine, the Dave, Dave Hine Dave show. Dave Hine show on uh, iHeartRadio. Awesome. Saturdays. And Kimberly Seltzer. Yes, you can find me at seltzerstyle.com. Also on social media at Seltzer Kimberly and Kimberly Seltzer. And happy single Kristen. Happy single Kristen Day. Yay! Yay. It probably won't last long. I'll be next week like miserable. We'll get back together with yeah. him in two weeks. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no way in hell. Anyway, and keep having fun, keep dating, and uh, I love that you're going to be on the show talking about this now. I finally have a single girl on the show. It's Yay. perfect. Okay, if I'll you want to write in questions, I know, be a slut, please. Mm-hmm. You need sex research. after it's all research. that time. I know. If Social you want to write research. in questions for Overanalyze This, write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of our podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So please, go and subscribe so you don't have to be a bitch and manually download every single week. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 